0: Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Am I ever going to pick a permanent intro for this show? Yeah, who the hell knows. But the bottom line here is that this is Variety Bites. I do the show my way. I am Sean Williams, and coming to you live just following Game 1 of the NBA Finals. And I hope you all were watching that, because in all honesty, maybe some people were not wanting to see this series for the fourth time, But you're getting it, and you couldn't ask for better basketball than this. I mean, come on, the first game in overtime? But my brother has said this on Facebook, and i got to agree with him. The the referees in this game really stunk. I mean, so many dumb calls, it's not even funny. And while that call they did on Tristan Thompson that ejected him from the game, maybe that wasn't a call that should have been made, but... Shoving the ball into Draymond Green's face—that's definitely something that he'll either be fined for, or bare- or at the most, he'll probably get be suspended for a game. I mean, could they do that in the finals? Hey, they did it to Draymond Green in the finals about two years ago. Why the heck not? But in all honesty, we got the that finals going on. We got the Capitals and the in the Vegas Knights going on. That series now tied 1-1, following one massive save that almost tied the game last last night, which, I gotta say, I'm I'm predicting that one is gonna go the full seven. I would be stunned if it didn't. Because, like I said in the last show, you have two teams that are probably the hungriest that we've ever seen compete in the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean... The Vegas Knights, they're, they're basically looking at sports immortality if they pull this off. Not just in hockey, but sports in general. And they're only going to get one shot at this. And meanwhile, you have the Capitals, who basically are not only starving for the Stanley Cup, they're salivating over it, and they've been basically in, the, in famine over that thing for the last decade especially when nine of those years the penguins have been the ones kicking them out of the Stanley Cup playoffs before they could even get to the cup. And you know, again, you can't help but wonder with Alexander Ovechkin if this is going to if they can't pull this off, what's the next move for him? Is he going to pull a Kevin Durant kind of move, which I know a lot of people were kind of were kind of looking down on Durant for it, but you know, couple of things. First off, it worked out for the best for him because he did finally get that ring. Second, as much as we all think of things like the NBA and the NFL and the NHL as a sport, which they are, the other thing that people got to realize, it's business. And sometimes business involves making decisions that nobody likes or that's not going to be very popular. And maybe the way Kevin Durant made that decision, maybe it wasn't very popular, but hey, it got him that ring that being on OKC was just not happening. And he would—he was not getting any closer to getting that ring in OKC, so he did what he had to do. And then I hear on the radio this morning, what if Kevin Durant, if they win the championship, what if Kevin Durant leaves the Warriors? Okay, first off, I think that there's a better chance of LeBron leaving Cleveland than there is of Kevin Durant leaving Golden State. I mean, why would he want to leave? He's on a team that, well, he feels appreciated there. He's on a team where that gives him a chance at actually getting more rings. And from what I hear, the atmosphere in that locker room, you're not going to find that in in any other NBA team. No matter where you go I mean Sean Livingston w- was talking on the radio one time described and confirmed that the locker room for Golden State was described as an egoless locker room which then again I mean you wouldn't think that with a guy like Draymond Green, but see I don't think Draymond Green's so much an so much an egomaniac more so a loudmouth. But you know he he's a cocky SOB, but you know it's more I mean, it's kinda overshadowed by by your skills if you're able to back it up. I mean if you're that good then of course you're gonna be that cocky. And for better or for worse, he is a good player and he does get the job done. I mean, could be worse. At least he's not a Dwight Howard. Believe me, we I could go on and on about why on my disliking of Dwight Howard, but frankly, people, we all got to go home sometime. And let's see. Um, elsewhere, um, of course, in entertainment news, everybody's been all abuzz. Which, let me say this before I go further onto this story, I'm just going to make this one short and sweet because I feel like if I go for if I go too long on this one. I feel like it's going to be stepping dangerously close to two things I said I would never talk about on this show: religion and politics. And I'm worried I would get too a little political um, talking about this topic. But following her racist her racist tweet on on Twitter, ABC pulled the plug on Roseanne. So if you were hoping for another season of that revival, not going to happen. ABC, despite And this is despite the fact that it was bringing in huge revenue and ratings for ABC. They pulled the plug on it and said, nope, not going to happen. We're not going to tolerate that. And, you know, i say good riddance to that because there's no place for that. There's no place for that kind of crap anywhere. TV, radio, any place. So... Good riddance to that. End of story. Bye-bye. Now, so the Han Solo movie came out this past weekend. And it's been mixed reviews, and of course it's, a, it's being deemed as underperforming or a failure because of the fact that it's the lowest grossing Star Wars movie since Disney took over. And, you know, it, I find it funny that only in this day and age that 103 million in an opening weekend is considered a failure. And some people have have said to me that it, if you liked Rogue One, then you'll like this movie. And others is that it's definitely better than the prequels, although that's not saying a whole lot. But also that it reminds you of the time when before Star Wars became a trilogy, when all we had was New Hope. It's interesting. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to see it. I'm just not in any rush to do it right now. And I think maybe I'm just a little fatigued from Star Wars. I mean, the Marvel movies, it's different because it's a different storyline and a different character with each one. So there's a difference there. But... This solo movie just came like six, maybe six months or so after Last Jedi came out. And it was basically, it was not really an origin story anybody was really asking for. I mean, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt that it can't be that bad, but I'm also keeping my expectations low because I figure if I walk in with low expectations for this movie, maybe I'll enjoy it more. Hell, That's how I was able to enjoy G.I. Joe the first time I watched it. You ever watch a movie that you didn't like it the first time, or even you hated it the first time you saw it, yet when you see it on TV, you somehow are drawn to it? Right now, there's one that I can think of because it's on the TV right now, is Hannibal. And it wasn't exactly a terrible movie, but... The re- I mean, well, it does fall in the category that, of that one myth that we all know of, and that is, sequels tend to suck for the most part. I mean, here's the thing, I never read the book. Supposedly, it's better than than the movie was. I find it funny that you don't know until the end credits that Mason Verger is Gary Oldman. And they went hardcore on putting the makeup and prosthetics on him for that one. And you know, what I remembered before this movie had come out, that it had been a while before I had seen Ray Liotta in anything. I mean, he... I mean, the last thing I remembered seeing him in before this movie, or before Hannibal... It was either Heartbreakers or Operation Dumbo Drop. It was one of the two. And can't help but feel a little a little repulsed and amused at he's eating his own brain in this movie. Which, if you hadn't seen it, sorry, but this I just found that to be the sickest and yet goofiest thing that I could thought they could do in this movie. But, of course, some some people would say in terms of uh, bad movies that you didn't like but you can't help but be drawn to, <laughs> Starship Troopers. I mean, the action and the effects are there, but <laughs> unfortunately the only things that are missing in that movie is a story and <laughs> good actors. You know, circling back to the Game 1 of the NBA Finals tonight. I don't think there's going to be anybody that's hating himself worse than JR Smith. I mean, even right now, looking at social media, you're just seeing so many people calling him out on what the hell was he thinking. And his excuse, apparently, was, I thought we were ahead. When you're on the court, isn't it supposed to be your job to know what the score is? And you were at the you were just at the free throw line well he wasn't shooting at the free throw line but he was but he was around there when when the free throw shots were taking place but seriously isn't it aren't you supposed to be aware of what the score is and you saw that the second free throw shot didn't make it into the hoop so that should have been the dead giveaway that no you were not ahead i mean I know that mistakes happen. We're only human, but come on. Right now, he's just looking like a complete laughingstock in that if they had a category on Sports Center for the Boner of the Week award, that would definitely take the cake. Of course, if he did, if they actually won the game in overtime, then nobody would even be talking about this. I mean, he it would have just been like a, my bad, and... Shrugged it off because it'd be like, no, who cares? We still won. But the problem is you didn't. But you know, considering how close this game was, I think we ought to take into consideration that maybe just maybe this may actually be a fight as opposed to a slaughter that some people are thinking it's gonna be. Which let me make let me make this point clear and set the record straight. There is no way you're going to sweep a team with LeBron James on it. The closest team that I saw that, w- that came close to sweeping a team with LeBron on it was when the Spurs and Miami played each other at back-to-back years, and then the second year following the Spurs losing that series, the Spurs came back next the following year, played Miami, and just slaughtered them in five games. And even in the game two that the heat won at that time they barely got by the skin of their teeth even though that wasn't a sweep it might as well have been but nevertheless that's the closest i've come to actually seeing a team with lebron on it get swept and you know everybody keeps thinking especially after the loss tonight with 51 points but they still lose that lebron may may be playing his last year with the cavaliers Maybe, maybe not, but I'm still leaning more towards he's not going anywhere, but I also think that he's not happy with the way Dan Gilbert's running things. I think that he needs help. He knows that. He wants help, and he's looking at Dan Gilbert like, what the hell are you going to do? Are you going to do anything for this team? And he knows something. If I'm Dan Gilbert, I'd start looking into who's going to be on the free agent market, And start trying to get some help and better supporting cast for LeBron James. Because if you lose him, then the Cavaliers go back to being a mediocre to below average team again. Because right now, your best chances of getting another championship are making sure that you keep LeBron and that he stays happy. But right now, you need to shape up better come game two. Because otherwise... You're going to have a hell of a time trying to convince LeBron to say, because I don't think it's about the money with him at this point. He's made plenty of it. I think it's more along the lines he wants to get more championships. He wants to get more rings. Other basketball news outside of the finals, though, is, of course, there was talk about since Chris Paul now goes free agent, what exactly are are the Rockets going to do? do? Do they need to make any kind of move to actually make themselves better so if they play the Warriors again, this time they'll be able to take them down. I don't think the Rockets really need to do anything. And I don't see Chris Paul leaving Houston. I think he seems happy there, and he's probably going to stay put. But also, you got to keep in mind, they were one game away. They were one win away from actually knocking the defending champions out. And honestly, you don't need anything drastic for this team. I think they're doing just fine and they're in a step in the right direction. Maybe you need to get some better supporting casts like like what Cleveland needs to do, but I don't see Chris Paul leaving and I don't think that, that you need any major bombshell move unless LeBron actually leaves Cleveland and somehow you're able to land him, but I don't see him going to Houston. But other than that, the Rockets just need to re-strategize, get some better help around James Harden and Chris Paul, and then just maybe, just maybe, you'll actually be ready for the Warriors and take them down. I mean, you need better supporting cast for better consistency with that team because it's the one thing that the Warriors seem to have that the Rockets don't. They're more consistent the Warriors are a more consistent team. They they act like more of a more like a fine oiled machine, and <laughs> it seems even when they struggle in the first half, it's like they use that to give them the proverbial kick in the ass, so that they're ready in, game, in the second half, and then they just kill everybody. But no, I don't see the Rockets making any big move unless they land some big free agent, but. I'm hoping not Paul George because I really want to see him land in the Lakers. And he seemed pretty vocal about wanting to go there in the first place, so if you can have any other free agent, Rockets, just stay off of Paul George. Elsewhere in TV news, if, for those of you that are fans of The Walking Dead, it was announced that Andrew Lincoln, the, the man who has been there from the very beginning as Rick Grimes, is apparently leaving the show after next season. Which, that leaves a little bit of question, or did leave a little bit of question about The Walking Dead's future, since it seems like they're losing cast members. I mean, more than the normal killing a character off setup. But, in a related note, from I thought I read somewhere that Norman Reedus, eh, who, who plays Daryl, who everybody just seems to love on that show. Which, I, I'm, I'm not saying I don't, I think he's a badass character. He's apparently signed on a big big contract for The Walking Dead, so looks like he'll be sticking around for a while, and who knows, with Andrew Lincoln walking away, maybe he'll become the new big dog on that show. Can't say it wouldn't wouldn't be an unpopular decision, because there's a lot of people on that show that love Daryl, and have even said around every finale that if you kill Daryl, we'll riot, or something like that. Which, trust me, there are fans that get... Hardcore to the point where they do that. Why? I don't know. It's what the it's what the diehards do with shows like this, but I'm not too worried about the Walking Dead's future. I mean anybody there's been plenty of people that say that the ratings aren't what they've been and that they just seem to get lower with every year. Well it's all it's climbing on near ten seasons, or nine to ten seasons at this point, so of course, some shows aren't able to keep that same momentum that they had in the beginning. I mean, I've said it before that Era, which is appro- approaching season seven, hasn't been that good since, hasn't been as good since season two. And some people have been back and forth about how good Supernatural is, and that finished its 13th season. And some people have even said the Big Bang Theory is not as funny, even though it's Finished its eleventh season; it's climbing on twelve. Heard some story that um, Charlie Sheen apparently sounded off about the Roseanne cancellation, saying "good riddance and saying how now they can now they can do another real revival in rebooting or reviving Two and a Half Men, except with Charlie Sheen returning. Yeah, like that's gonna happen? I mean. Not only did you basically walk out on the cast and crew, but you also pissed off the bosses. Why the heck would the bosses behind Two and a Half Men want to take another chance on Charlie Sheen? And you know, the funny thing is, if he had behaved himself, he would have been, he would have been better off and would have made a ton more money. I mean, has anyone seen that show Anger Management that he did after leaving Two and a Half Men? It is not good at all. And the fact that it was called Anger Management, and I guess it was supposed to loosely be based on the movie that Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson did. I watched one episode of that show, and all I could think was, I think the people that need that made the Anger Management movie need to sue somebody. Because this felt more like a rip-off, more than being a loose adaptation of that movie. You know, there. I've seen a lot of conventions and been to quite a few of them. One show that I've, because I was hearing about conventions for it, I have never seen one episode of it, not of any of the seasons, is Doctor Who. I get that it's got a huge following and it's popular, mostly with those with those in Great Britain and and some in the States too, but in all honesty, I've just never watched an episode of Doctor Who. Not because I disliked it or didn't interest me, I just never got around to it. It's just like with when they did that re- revival of Battlestar Galactica. I just never watched it. I have the series, I have all the episodes, so I know I could. I just never did it. And also with TV, anybody ever, when you're watching your favorite TV shows and when they wrap for the season, ever feel like after a week you're starting to go through withdrawals from watching the show? And realizing, ah, crap! It my schedule my schedule is shot because now it's not on, and won't be back on until fall. I definitely am getting that way with quite a few of the shows that I watch. Um, I mean, The Flash. Well, even though I was saying The Flash this season wasn't my favorite, I think of the C of the CW's DC shows. I would probably say that that um I would say Legends of Tomorrow's season finale is my favorite one of of the finales this year and that Flash probably falls in second cuz I'm still waiting on Supergirl to wrap up their season and Arrow just was lackluster. I mean, I'm hoping that they have some kind of explanation for it next season. But, again, I can't stand when a show insults my intel. I feel like it insults my intelligence. And in this case, I feel that it did, where I'm just like, haven't you ever heard of something called Double Jeopardy, people? And if you've seen it, you if you've seen the finale, you'll know what I'm talking about. Back to the NBA. Um... Even though the Warriors are now up 1-0, where do I see this series going? At first, I was saying I don't think they can win more than two games, the Cavs. But, you know, if it's another close game, I may be willing to say that I think it may go, it could go six or seven, or it could go the seven games. But it all depends on both teams. I mean, let's keep in mind, they've been in the finals four years in a row. At some point, you gotta start feeling like you're running on fumes. And yeah, I know they have the off-season to recover, but keep in mind, you have a shorter off-season than other teams that don't make the playoffs. For the other teams that don't make the playoffs, they have plenty of rest time. While... But while you're in the playoffs, not so much. Especially if you've been to the finals multiple times. But that but again, I mean, we'll see what happens. But I I feel like, with the exception of the fact that it's not the same Cavs team that played them last year. In some way, it's a level playing field that it's two teams that know each other and again i mean there are some people that have complained about oh we're getting we're getting the cavs and golden state again so what people you got to realize this is that thing called a rivalry i know we haven't had one in the nba in years but trust me this is one i mean the last good one i can remember was the celtics and the lakers and More And a lot of the times when the Lakers and the Celtics played, it was before I was even born or old enough to even comprehend what was going on in basketball. Then they had that resurgence uh, rivalry, but it didn't last as long. But the thing to remember, people, is the fact that rivalries make things interesting in sports, especially in basketball. So the fact that we're having these two teams collide again, something to be excited about but I mean for a lot of people there's different reasons why they're watching this game they could be wanting they could be watching it to hope for the Cavs to get swept or to see if LeBron can pull off some kind of miracle and actually lead the team to a championship see if the Warriors get humbled or see the Warriors just Be this dominant, unstoppable machine that they contend to be in the playoffs. The list goes on, but the bottom line is there's reasons for everybody why they're watching this, and of course, it's the NBA Finals. Why the heck not? I mean, you would you sit through the you watch the the early rounds of the playoffs leading to this moment because you know more times than not. That's gonna be the series that ends up that ends up being the the reason that you started watching the playoffs or watched the this year's playoffs in the first place one other thing I gotta say about the Houston Rockets you know I don't want to make excuses and I'm by all means I'm not but you know when Chris Paul went down and he didn't play game six, and then they say he didn't play, he wasn't going to play game seven because of the hamstring. I just knew that was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen because of the fact that that's not something you bounce back from, especially if you re-injured the same one that you had hurt earlier in the year. I mean, hell, Magic Johnson once tried to play with a busted hamstring when they played the, the Pistons in the finals. You know what happened? He couldn't do it. You can't get jump shots on the busted hamstring and even if you try you're not going to get more than a couple minutes and you know i can you got to feel bad for chris paul i mean right now the guy is looking like he's just got this reputation of being injury prone and i'm sure he he must be killing himself over the fact that he was so close and then he gets hurt and you know if chris paul didn't get hurt then maybe the Rockets would have advanced. But I can't stand how some people were saying before this game tonight, saying, oh, I don't want to see this rivalry again. I'm not going to watch. Are you honestly going to tell me there would be just as much excitement if Houston did advance and played the Cavs or if the the Celtics eliminated the Cavs and it was Houston and Boston? Are you really going to tell me there would be more attention towards that? Look, the bottom line is you have the best player of this generation in LeBron James versus one of the best put-together teams of this generation in the Golden State Warriors. They're a young dynasty on the rise, and if they win this championship, you can officially throw the word dynasty out to describe this team. And if LeBron wins, it's just another chapter in his already stacked legacy, which is only going to get higher and higher as long as he plays. Last thing I want to talk about because I've seen I'm sure everybody's seen a couple of commercials for it is this creature feature movie called The Meg which is with Jason Statham and there's a giant megalodon shark that somehow is alive and on the loose and basically it's jaws on steroids. You know, I I saw one part where they had this one one person inside a shark cage-like thing and then sees the Megalodon and says, oh my god, it's 90 feet. Okay, if I saw that sucker, I'd be like, okay, I quit the damn job. Now, do I think it'll be bad? I don't know if it'll be bad. I don't, I don't really expect it to be that good. I mean, the last couple shark movies I've seen, I saw 47 Meters Down, and I saw The Shallows. The Shallows I liked a lot. 47 Meters Down, I wanted to like it, but it basically felt like open water, except underwater, where not a whole lot happens. And if the whole thing... Here's my complaint about 47 Meters Down, is if the whole thing was about... Was about being stuck in a shark cage at the bottom of the ocean floor and surrounded by great white sharks. Where's the freaking sharks? And like, there wasn't near enough of them. And I just felt like there was no, there was not as much of a terror factor as there could have been. I mean, at least in the shallows, the sh- you constantly remembered that one shark. Although, I gotta say, when Blake Lively shoots the flare gun, I almost wanted to hit her to pull a Chief Brody and go, Smile, you son of a! And shoot the shark. It was a long shot, but I thought just thought it would have been cool. Oh yeah, and one other thing is that, of course, with June coming up this month, the one movie I can think of that I'm truly looking forward to in June is The Incredibles 2. Yeah, it's been a long time since I made a sequel, but I don't know. I'm rarely disappointed by by a movie from Pixar, and I think this one will be just as good. Anyway, people, I like I said, we all got to go home sometime, and this would probably be it for me. Plus, I'm also, I don't know what's going on with my voice, but I feel like my voice is a little off. I'm not coming down with anything. Probably just exhausted my throat today. Anyway... Want to thank you for listening. I'll be back next week and and of course for those that like pro wrestling, check out my other podcast, The Shark Attack. And of course, check my podcast out on iTunes. And soon as uh, soon as I can figure out how to do it, I'll be getting this I'll be putting the links up on Twitter and on on YouTube. Until then, this has been Variety Bites. I am Sean Williams, and people, I'm out of here. Good night now. And simply because tomorrow it'll officially be Friday, and of course Friday night, so we all know what that means. And if anybody saw The Last Boy Scout, you'll know this one.